0: So much of the time when we're teaching in the band orchestra choir setting, we're teaching music that is not really the same style as the music that the students listen to.
1: That's today's guest, composer and author Jenny Peters, giving us yet another reason to incorporate the ukulele into what we do. Welcome to Music Ed Insights. I'm leadership trainer and former band director Alan Fire. Here with composer and co-college music education program head, Steve Shanley.
2: Each episode, Alan and I talk with national thought leaders in music education with practical insights for K-12 music educators. Steve, tell us about our guest. Jenny Peters is a sought-after clinician, composer, and creative musician. She and her sister, Rebecca Bogart, created the unique pedagogy of Ukulele for All, released by Chose Publishing. Jenny and Rebecca are also the authors of the Amazon best selling 21 Songs in Six Days series of ukulele books. Jenny is a popular YouTube ukulele personality and recently retired from a successful public school orchestra program in Skokie, Illinois. Find Jenny's full bio, show notes, and resources at musicedinsights.com. Alan, what was the
1: takeaway you had from this episode? Accessibility. Our schools need to provide accessible opportunities, and educators want to reach even more students with music. Ukuleles are a great way to serve both goals. How about you, Steve? Yeah, this was a
2: cool one for me to listen to again, and very different than our other episodes, because it sounded like three veteran music educators, all of us from pretty different backgrounds, just kind of having a brainstorming session together on how to make the best use of the ukulele in any given situation. And I felt like we made some real progress.
1: Yeah, we had some fun here too, for sure. Speaking of fun, if you are in our Insider program, watch for your personal invitation to your monthly Zoom with Alan and Steve coming up on Valentine's Day. Oh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, kick off your Valentine's Day with Alan and Steve. February 14th, 3 p.m. Central Time. Anyone who becomes an insider between now and then gets an invite. For now, let's get to Jenny Peters. Jenny Peters, welcome to the program. Thank you. Well, I'll be honest, Alan and
2: I were band guys. When we hear about ukuleles and recorders, people like us are quick to think eh, elementary general music, not for me. So here's your chance to convince us. Why is the ukulele so great? I've already got enough on my plate with flutes, clarinets, trumpets, tubas. Do I really need to add another instrument to worry about?
0: Well, I will answer that by saying I taught both elementary, general music and orchestra in my career. So I totally understand where you're coming from as a band person, because when I was teaching orchestra, it was not something that was a huge concern at that time but I was in the schools for 25 years. And there are four reasons why I think that ukulele is something that's really great for all of us, especially instrumental music teachers. First of all, it's affordable and it's accessible and it's fun. So if you're in a situation in a school where you have a not a huge budget, you can probably outfit a classroom for about thousand dollars. It's also a great recruitment and retention tool if you are in a traditional band or orchestra program you probably start in a fourth or fifth grade pullout situation or maybe you start in sixth grade you have a lot of opportunities to exit instrumental music but we don't give very many opportunities for people to enter instrumental music if they're older if a student is someone who moves around comes from a family that's fairly mobile and all their friends are doing band and all their friends have played for 2 years they're going to say it's not for me and not everybody we can enter into choral choral music more easily in the in the various process but not everybody wants to So this gives us another opportunity for recruitment and retention.
2: Yeah, you gave a great reason that Alan and I have talked about many times as high school band directors, especially someone moves in. Yeah, I hear you're the music teacher. I would like to be in music. Great. What instrument do you play? Well, I don't play anything. Uh okay, no music for you. Sorry. Or here's a bassoon. Please take some private lessons. It's really difficult. You're going to sound bad on it right away, but stick with it. And maybe in three or four years, you'll feel like you belong in the high school band. So yeah, I love that. You mentioned that it's accessible, that it's affordable and it's also accessible. I think a lot of people might confuse ukulele with the guitar. A lot of us have maybe messed around with a guitar at some point in time. Maybe fewer of us have used the ukulele. What are the differences? Is the ukulele Easier than the guitar? What do we need to know as far as that goes?
0: The ukulele is easier than the guitar. The guitar has six strings. The ukulele has four strings. It's a wonderful instrument in and of itself, but it's also an instrument that uh, can work well as a pre-instrument for guitar, and it can work well in a setting if you have high school students and you're teaching guitar one, and your kids are are struggling. Ukulele might be a way where they can learn to change chords in time and they can also strum and they can also sing and they can learn all that coordination with a slightly easier instrument.
2: So is it possible, like, let's say I am a high school instrumental teacher and my mm-hmm. day is full with band and orchestra classes, and we don't really have a lesson program, and I don't have another spot in the day to add for a guitar class, can I just add a ukulele to my band or to my orchestra? How difficult or easy would that be?
0: I don't think that would work terribly well. One of the things about ukulele is it's pretty quiet. It's more of a club setting or where... a Part an after-school band setting or an after-school strings setting, something like that.
2: Well, and you were talking about the volume. For me, the fact that it's not very loud maybe made it appealing that, okay, I don't really have time to start ukulele class. I would like you to be involved with my high school band. If I give you a euphonium and you start making a sound on it, it's going to be very loud and maybe not good and you might play in a bunch of rests. But I could give you a ukulele and you could maybe start playing along and feel a part of things, get used to things, but if you maybe make some mistakes, it wouldn't be the end of the world, and then as you get better in the context maybe we can find some ways for it to get heard a little more. I see Alan kind of nodding his head. And Alan, I'm curious, let's say you're, you know, you were a band director at a small town high school and you did not exactly have an overabundance of staffing or or time, would you just turn up your nose at all of this? Or are you thinking, yeah, maybe I do need to give up one period of lessons a day. And this would be a great way to meet some students where they are. Uh, what, what are you thinking?
1: I would have looked for any excuse to have done it. I like kids who aren't band kids who want to make music. There's some kids out there that are kind of underserved. Oh yeah, I think that this would have done something for them. And I'm also with you, Steve. Some kid wants to be in band. They just moved in. They don't play an instrument. Could uh, see if you could figure out the the melody by ear in the ukulele. Would that be fun for you? You know, maybe they would just enjoy noodling around on that. Or you could figure out these chords by ear. Or I'll I'll transpose a couple of chords for you in this band music, and can hang out in the percussion section. Those people are fun. I think taking a, a little segment of time to do a a ukulele class, I would have I would have welcomed that.
0: Yeah, I think it could work. I mean, one of the things that that I would do is is just being aware of the keys ukulele's most comfortable key is c and many times with the band you think of things being in b flat and f and e flat those keys are a little difficult on the ukulele
1: is it easy to capo a ukulele yes
0: yeah Yeah. it's easy to capo so so, yeah and the other thing is you can retune them people do it all the time we use tab a lot and i use tab in my method but i always have the notes written above so I include I encourage in my private students who take ukulele and also in the kids who were more advanced. I would I'd say the tab is there to show you where the note is on your instrument, and that way you can see where the note would be as compared to where it might be on a violin or where it might be on a flute. But um, the tab is showing you where to play it, what which fret to use, um, and then you have to look at the top line to read the rhythms. In finale, it's very easy to drag. It, Finally, provides ukulele tabs, so if you were to transcribe a flute part or something like that and then drag the notes down onto the tab staff, it would show you exactly where to play them. But you would have to transcribe the part, and that's work. And it's probably less work than going through your score and figuring out what chord is where. You could also do that. Those are the ways you would do it. Um, clearly, it's wonderful if people can read music. But um, in, in our more chordal instruments, we tend to read more tab than we do music at first just because um, then we have more harmonic knowledge and we also have movable shapes. It's one of the reasons it's easier to do improvisation on a guitar or ukulele than it is on the piano because once you have a shape, you can move it all up and down the fretboard. On the piano, you have 12 different shapes for 12 different keys. That it makes it more difficult on the piano, except you know more on the
2: piano. I think that's a great suggestion. And I I think music teachers, they are very used to needing to rewrite parts or... I need to challenge my viola player, so I'm going to rewrite this violin one part and put it in alto clef or whatever, that I think that doesn't seem like a huge obstacle to me. Alan, you're not composer or arranger. You're not doing a lot with music notation. Does that seem like for the average music teacher, that would be a huge ask to, yeah, I'll just I'll enter the flute part in and drop it down two octaves and let Finale translate it into tab and my uke player can play along.
1: Yeah, I, I was aware that that the ukulele is pitched at C and that that wouldn't mesh with the band chords very well. And that just didn't, I'm like, man, I can, I can figure that out for them. I can capo it up and let them know how to transpose or I can rewrite as necessary. Also teaching students to do that is also something that I like to doing.
2: Oh yeah. Give one of your student leaders, the trumpet part, have them enter it in Yeah, and then, you know, for experience and then you can double check it. And yeah, that's a good idea too.
1: Yeah. Hey, Hey, hey Jenny clarinet section leader who thinks she's going to major in music someday little steve has come moved in from out of town will you help him get up to speed in the ukulele and rewrite the you know the whole suite in f for him well yeah whatever yeah
0: that would be an awesome awesome thing for a student leader to do and ukuleles can also be electrified i have acoustic electric ukulele so if somebody really got any good you could actually plug them in and you can hear them
1: let's just keep that a secret for a while
0: yeah yeah of
1: course, <laughs>
0: but
2: really, what I'm hearing is not a lot in the way of obstacles, no, and it's cheap and there's very little downside and if you are an orchestra or band teacher listening right now, I think we're at the point where we have decided that. We could implement this into our band or orchestra. Choir might be a little bit more difficult, but band or orchestra. And what are we always worried about, Alan? Numbers. We know that we have administrators and school board members looking at the numbers of students signed up for our ensembles. And if this meant I could get another few numbers into my group so my roster looked a little bit bigger, this doesn't seem like a huge ask.
1: I I mentioned earlier. That there's underserved students and there are students who don't quite fit in the band and choir. And, and used to be more explicit about it, there are students for whom that is true in academic classes as well. Like th- there's a whole group of students out there where this could be the entry point and could keep them in school.
2: So, in addition to making me look good, this might be like the right thing for kids.
1: I like it when we can kill two birds <laughs> with one stone, Dr. Shanley.
0: It could be useful in a choral program too. I heard of somebody who took the choral parts and then tabbed the choral parts and had the students play their parts on a ukulele to help them with sight singing.
2: That's a great idea. And probably in your average piece of middle or high school choir music, the soprano part, the melody isn't going to be much more than an octave, octave and a half. Whereas when we start getting into a little bit more advanced band literature, the The clarinet, trumpet, flute—you know—we're going to have have some range issues to contend with as well. So, yeah, I suppose in a fifty-five piece choir or forty-piece choir, having one or two students kind of trying to play the soprano part on a very quiet ukulele, also not going to do a lot of damage and going to help them learn.
0: And also, if you had a time period between concerts and you had the ukuleles teaching your singers to have an instrument that can accompany singing. Cause i've seen so many people as adults who have lovely voices and they sound great when they're accompanied by somebody but when they sing by themselves it's not quite rhythmic not quite in pitch um having being able to sing and strum to keep a beat and then to keep and to have the sound of the chords it i it, there are so many singers that would really love to have an instrument that they could use to accompany singing and ukulele is probably the easiest instrument for out there for that
1: Just accessibility is the word that keeps going through my head. We've talked about the low entry point of cost. How much are school ukuleles?
0: If you're getting new ukuleles, you can get a classroom set by that. I mean, 30 ukuleles for about $1,000 or a little bit less.
1: That is less than a euphonium.
0: And they last. We bought ours about 10 years ago, and there's a few that have broken, but they're still going strong in the school district that I retired from.
1: I
2: just want to make sure I'm doing my math right. So we're talking like 30 bucks?
0: Yeah. I mean, clearly, if you're going to buy your own and you're going to go to a store or even order one somewhere, you're going to pay more. But if you're going to go through the people that outfit your band or outfit your orchestra, they can get the ukuleles at a good cost and... For the companies that make the ukuleles, they can sell, if they're selling in bulk, they can sell them for less.
2: You mentioned for singers how nice it is to have something that they can accompany themselves with, and the ukulele much easier, cheaper, lighter than piano, certainly, and guitar as well. And that kind of got me thinking as well. So, Alan, I'd like you to envision in your high school band a clarinet player. Now, I'd like you to envision in your high school band a ukulele player, which one of them in 15 years is there a greater chance that they are still playing that instrument? What do you think?
1: Oh, that, that doesn't take a lot of thought. It is the ukulele, yes. My daughter was an all-state French hornist and didn't play the ukulele in any school ensemble, but she still plays the ukulele and hasn't touched the horn in years.
2: So, Jenny, a common theme we've had in our podcast is something along the lines of, Elementary and general music teachers are way ahead of us secondary ensemble teachers in a lot of ways. And I think this would be another example. So I'm sure a lot of our elementary and general music teachers are already kind of familiar with the ukulele and its possibilities, at least on a basic level. So can you give us maybe one or two ideas for ukulele implementation at the elementary level or general music classroom that perhaps those experts haven't thought of yet?
0: There are so many wonderful things that you can do with it. And Um, When I was teaching, it was before we had all the wonderful ukulele play-along videos that are very ubiquitous now on YouTube, but for certainly the middle school students, they love these, and just about any song that you can imagine, there's going to be somebody who has um, recorded it, and they've and it's almost like karaoke so there's lyrics up there and there's chords they don't even tell you how you have to strum you can strum any way you want but you're playing along with the artist and you hear what they're doing and it encourages especially in middle school when um, boys are going through vocal changes because they're less willing to sing it encourages reluctant students because they're not performing and they know the song they enjoy the song and they find themselves singing just because. They sing, you know, they sing when they listen to it on Spotify or whatever, or they sing in the shower or whatever. So they're comfortable because they don't think anyone's listening. And so um, it's a way to keep that musicianship. And also because there's so much of the current music that has been on these videos, uh, it's a way for us to teach music that is a little bit more current. To our students, because so much of the time when we're teaching in the band orchestra choir setting, we're teaching music that is not really in the same style as the music that the students listen to. So um, it, we have we have the option with the ukulele to do things that are more current and encourage the students to create their own music and within various parameters. It's just a very creative instrument that way.
2: Yeah, I think one of the things many teachers struggle with when we talk about those four national core arts standards of the performing, creating, responding, connecting. The performance standard just usually kind of takes care of itself without a lot of thought. Right. But for a lot of teachers, it's it's cracking that creating standard. And for a lot of them, they're like, well, I'm not very creative. I just was a flute major or a voice major, and I didn't ever have to. And so the idea of that is terrifying. And so having one more very accessible way to do that and also So just what you mentioned about being able to perform music that they are listening to, I think is huge. And the ability to this movie just came out or this song is very popular. That might eventually get arranged for a band or for an orchestra, but usually it's going to take a year or two to find its way through the publishers and into the, and even then, like, let's be honest, having the band or the orchestra play it, it doesn't sound like it did in the Disney film with the singer or with the the rock band that we're listening to. And so this yeah. is a way to get that music, the hot new thing, you could do it a lot faster. So teachers, if you're looking for another reason to implement this, whatever the students are into whatever they're listening to whatever is cool and current and popular there's probably a better chance that you are going to get them performing that sooner on a ukulele than in a in a concert band setting
0: oh yeah and there's just so many people a lot of the various ukulele educators are there's a lot of different clubs that come up with these play-alongs and it's you can just use this music and play along to it. And it's just really fun. And then the idea also of the students creating their own music.
2: I know I sound really excited. And, and to the listeners, it might sound like this was my idea. Like Steve, Steve okay. Steve has an agenda. <laughs> he wants to sell us on the ukulele. And I am going to let listeners in behind the scenes a little bit here. Jenny emailed me and I looked at it and I was kind of like, eh. And I forwarded it to Alan and I thought, all right, what do you think? And, and Alan said. Well, we kind of often use the ukulele as like a... Why why not why do concert band instead of a ukulele ensemble? And our concert band people say because concert band is beautiful and this is why and this is and he said, I think it would be okay to maybe let the other side have a shot at this and, and explain it. And now as we're doing it, I'm like, This is great. I want to go back yeah. and be a high school band director again so I can try some of this stuff. And this is not the direction that I expected this would go. This is not a sales pitch for the ukulele from Steve Shanley. You're welcome. Thank you, Alan. Jenny, you're the author of Ukulele for All. You give ukulele clinics in public schools. Can you tell us a little bit about those clinics, about your resources, and how our listeners could benefit from them?
0: Okay. I live in the Chicago area. For these clinics, I have a classroom set of ukuleles. I can go to a school with 30 ukuleles and 30 books. Basically, you just need to have a place for me to be with a sound system and some music stands. And then I can teach kids who've not played ukulele before uh, the basics of possibly three easy chords. And then I would take them into a ukulele play along where they play a popular song along with the ukulele play along. Cause you can learn that in 45 minutes. Slightly younger students will not learn that quickly, but with the ukulele book, Ukulele for All, it has, uh, it. we start with the reason it's very accessible is it starts with one chord songs. And so we're teaching just how to keep a steady beat and how to sing with the with the steady beat we also teach some strumming patterns with that we teach the first three chords are all chords that use one finger and then we go into a two finger chord and then the big deal is when they get to the hump of having to change the chord and having to do it in time and that's a big deal for them it depends on the age older students can do that more easily than younger ones but um the book does take you sequentially there's a long video that teaches you how to tune the ukulele. There's another video that teaches you how to read tab and how to understand how it works and how the line and the numbers work and understand the frets. And then by the time you get to the end of the book, you're able to do a song with five chords in three-four time with a fairly nice strumming pattern. And all along, there's been melody tabs, so you can create an instrumental ensemble
2: And just to clarify, the book works as a standalone. That doesn't need to be like part, they don't need to have you lined up for a clinic, right? No, they can can just buy buy the book. Yep. Okay.
0: And the book has something called IPS, which is uh, proprietary with Joe's Publishing. And the IPS has a video for each song, also has audio. So um, if you were to, and all the songs are in public domain, so they're all performable. So if you wanted to have, um, a background while your students are playing to make sure they all start together and end together. You can, that the book provides that, and so it's got it's really got great resources with it. And you can also purchase a teacher manual, and the teacher manual gives you a lot of ideas on creative things that you can do with the material.
2: Our listeners might be wondering Steve Shanley's opinion on tablature, or they aren't, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Hey, hey, let's
1: let's okay, Steve. I, I think our listeners are are curious about your opinion on tablature. Uh, really, well, Steve, you would think you, so? Would you tell us. I do. I do. Would you please share it?
2: Yeah, you know, I would. 25 years ago, I would have said, that's not the right way to learn to read music. And I do not feel that way anymore. And yeah, there's some things you would need to learn, as you mentioned earlier, if we implemented them into a band, they'd maybe have to learn to read rhythm or not. Like you're playing that music for four weeks. They're going to learn it by rote. Uh, I am fine with students learning to speak and listen to the musical language and getting the sound first and figuring out the symbols later. And if there is a way for them to be making music quickly, and they know if they sound good or not, tab helps them sound good quickly. Uh, I'm all for it. So I'm I I was a purist at one point on that, but now I am not at all. I see both of you nodding your head. Obviously, Jenny, if you're including it in your book, you you think tab has some some benefit to it, and Alan, uh, being a pragmatist, I'm sure also sees some some value to it as well.
1: Get get people making music
2: yes
0: and have them keep doing it
2: and keep doing it keep making music and that as we said is a struggle for us with with the band instruments like what do you do with your clarinet when you're 32 years old and you don't have anyone else to play with whereas the ukulele all sorts of possibilities so thank you so much for joining us today jenny to help enlighten me especially on the benefits of the ukulele can you stick around for our lightning round yes all right I'm asking you to pick your favorite restaurant in the Chicagoland area.
0: Oh, let's see. My favorite restaurant is Coco Pazzo. And it's an Italian restaurant and it's in the River North area.
2: A piece of music, composer, or performer that you wish more people knew
0: about. On ukulele, I, everybody should know about Jake Shimabukuro. He's a wonderful ukulele artist out of Hawaii play solo ukulele, does not sing, is an incredible virtuoso on the ukulele. I also love the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain because they do really fun arrangements and they include a bass ukulele and soprano ukuleles and there's a lot of humor in their concerts.
2: So if we've never listened to ukulele before, start with those two and we'll be be hooked. You'll
0: be impressed. You'll be really impressed. At the very least, you'll be
2: impressed, yeah.
0: Yeah, you'll think, oh, this is not just a toy. This is actually a real instrument.
2: How about your favorite vacation destination?
0: Well, I really love to cross-country ski. So I like to go up to the snow belt of Lake Superior in Northern Michigan and in Northern Wisconsin and in Northern Minnesota and do Nordic skiing.
2: Because Chicago is not cold and snowy enough for you in the winter. You need to go further north.
0: That is right. That is correct. <laughs>
2: How about the most memorable live music performance you've attended?
0: Way back when, when I was in late high school, my family was traveling in Europe and we had rented a car that did not have a radio. So we were only, and that was before you had streaming or anything. So the only music we were hearing was each other singing and that got really old, really fast. But we went to Chamonix and we heard the Virtuosos of uh, Rome, I think is what it was called. And they played the Four Seasons and it was right underneath Mont Blanc, And as I love both the outdoors, skiing and music, it was a perfect combination for me.
2: Sounds like it. And finally, a book recommendation for our listeners, please.
0: A recent book that I read was called Wayfaring Stranger. It's by Emma John. I'm interested in bluegrass right now. And there's a subtitle to it that is Wayfaring Stranger and a a Musical Journey in the American South. And she's a British author who played the classic violin growing up and is interested in learning to master bluegrass and play fiddle and she talks about the difficulties of transitioning from one musical style to another and along the way understanding some of the um social movements in the united states as an outsider very interesting
1: jenny peters thanks so much for being our guest today and and especially thank you for making so much headway with dr steve shanley when it comes to ukulele it's been great thank you Thanks for listening to Music Ed Insights. We're supported by Group
2: Dynamic, a leading provider of youth leadership workshops. Allen works with dozens of schools each year to help develop their leaders. Learn more at groupdynamic.net
1: slash youth leadership. Or you could email me at allen at groupdynamic.net. Also sponsored by the Co College Music Education Program. They've got a website too. Just click their link at our website or email me at schanley@coe.edu. Also, The Normal Design, helping normal companies and people create memorable, meaningful, and professional designs and branding, more at thenormaldesign.com and Winterset Websites, website design and
2: maintenance, wintersetwebsites.com. Our Facebook page is Music Ed Insights. Our website has program notes, links, and a one-page download of this episode's key takeaways. That's musicedinsights.com. New episodes generally drop every couple weeks on Monday. Get current. Stay relevant. Music Ed Insights.